What's up, everybody? I'm Sarah. I'm Shauna. I'm Sam. And I'm Bobby. And this is Speaking of Missing Persons. back everybody and welcome to the new listeners to speaking of missing persons uh before we get started on today's episode a little bit of business we have two other shows you should check out speaking of murders and speaking of hauntings if you're not checking those out you definitely should if you want to see photos associated with today's episode check out our socials uh we have instagram and facebook and we're posting photos up there, Instagram.com slash Missing Murdered Haunted. It's linked in the episode description. Uh, check out our Patreon. We've got, uh, we've got bonus episodes going up there every other Saturday. And uh, I've got an episode of my own going up there here very soon. So don't miss out on that. It's actually also a missing persons case. So that'll be a uh, an interesting one. And one other thing or I guess two other things. Don't forget to leave us five stars wherever you're listening. Leave a review. And uh, if you have a case that you want to hear on the show, send that to our email, missingmurderedhaunted at gmail.com. So all that stuff said, Sarah, tell us about a missing person. Uh, I'd love to, Bob. So we're going to talk about a guy named Brian Schaefer. Okay. He was born on February 11th, 1979 to parents Renee and Randy Schaefer in Pickerington, Ohio. Pickerington? Yeah. He had a younger brother named Derek, and I'm just going to say, what? Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) In my head, because of your setup, I so I had to, like, do it out loud, like, to myself was... This is my brother Daryl and my other brother oh. Daryl. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So Brian graduated high school in 1997 and went on to Ohio State University for a bachelor's degree in microbiology. He graduated from Ohio State in 2003, but then became a medical student there. So he was going to be a doctor. Nice. In 2005, he met a girl named Alexis Wagner, and the two began dating. A year into their relationship, they decided they were going to take a trip to Miami, Florida. On April 3rd, 2006, Brian's mother, Renee, had given him this trip as a gift, and it's really sad, but she passed away three weeks before they were supposed to go on this trip from bone cancer. Oh, that sucks. Yikes. And her death hit Brian hard. Even though he was acting like he was okay, his friends and family knew he was really hurting. So Brian loved music, like a lot, and he played the guitar. And despite the fact that he was in medical school, 
He often expressed his desire to start a band and move somewhere tropical. Can't blame him there. No. Friends said he joked about being a beach bum in Florida or quitting school to start a band like Jimmy Buffett. But his favorite band of all time was Pearl Jam. Okay. All right. He liked them so much that he got a tattoo of their stick man from one of their album covers on his right upper arm. Dedication. I like that. (laughs) On March 31st, 2006, Brian met his dad at Outback Steakhouse after he was done with his classes for the day. Randy said his son looked very tired. Brian was going out after dinner to hang out with friends, and Randy didn't think that this was a good idea, but he never expressed that to Brian because Brian was an adult. So he didn't say, hey, dude, maybe you should not go out and go get some sleep. So around 9.30 that night, Brian met up with his friend William Clint. They call him Clint. His name is William. His his last name is Florence at the Ugly Tuna Saluna. Ugly Tuna Saluna? Yeah, in Columbus, <laughs> Ohio. Okay. I like the name. Me too. Brian had invited his brother Derek and his wife, but the pair decided to go to the Funny Bone Comedy Club instead. Okay. Brian and Clint went bar hop hopping down in the arena district of Columbus and met up with Clint's friend Meredith Reed around midnight. She drove them back to the Ugly Tuna. Saluna. Saluna. Because they wanted to finish their night with live music and a few more drinks. Uh, yeah, add A. What? They add an A. To everything. This is the tuna saluna. They're gonna get some drinks. Uh, <laughs> Have a good like, night. I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? Some Metallica. <laughs> is Metallica from Ohio? Uh I don't think they're from Ohio. Uh, but I could be wrong. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> the dead joke. <laughs> okay. Well uh Bobby, I'm going to throw something at you, <laughs> and it's going to be loud, like Shada's Drake. <laughs> hey, now, I need this. So while back at the bar, Clint and Brian got into a verbal altercation. No one knows what it was about. And Clint lost Brian sometime between 1.30 and 2 a.m. Like, he didn't know where he went. When the bar closed, Clint and Meredith waited outside for Brian, but he never showed up. How big was this bar? I don't think it's very big. And you... Okay. Thinking he left without them, they decided they were just going to leave. Like, they thought, okay, he really was that pissed off at us, so we're just going to go. The next day, Alexis and some of his other friends called him and got no response. Alexis didn't really worry at first because she thought, okay, maybe he's just sleeping off the fact that he got drunk. But worry fully set in when he did not show up at the airport on April 3rd for their trip. Mm, When he didn't answer his phone or texts, she called his father, Randy, who immediately reported him missing. 
Police started their search at the Ugly Tuna Saluna since this was the last place he had been seen. They watched hours of security footage from around the bar and found that between 1.30 and 2, when Clint couldn't find him, he was outside of the bar talking to these two college-age girls. On video, he is seen going back into the bar, but despite all the footage they watched, they could never find him leaving the bar again. Weird. Mm -hmm. There was a back, like, fire escape exit, but it led to a construction area, and no one knows, like, why he would go out that way. And I'm assuming it had, like, an alarm on it, and the alarm never went off. So, just to cover the area, police brought in dogs, and they searched the bar, that back area, and they literally picked up nothing. The video of him going back into the bar seems to be the last time Brian was ever seen again. No witnesses saw him leave the bar that day either, or that night. Like, nobody saw him. He's John Cena. I was going to say, that's very odd. Yeah. It's Brian's, odd. Brian's car was found parked outside his apartment. Police say his cell phone, credit cards, and bank accounts bank account have never been used since his disappearance. Wait, did he drive himself to the bar? Yeah. But his car made it back to his apartment. It, well, actually, it never says whether he drove himself to the bar or not. Nothing ever says that he did that. So there's a potential that he Got drove his. Yeah, there's a potential that he walked there. He got an Uber there. He drove himself, or drove himself. Okay. Since he had a verbal altercation with Clint, and he was the last person to be seen with Brian, police asked him to take a polygraph test. Yeah, suspicion's naturally going to be on him at that point. Clint refused and hired a lawyer. Uh, you know I mean, I don't blame the guy. Yeah, no. This made Alexis and Derek believe he knows something about Brian's whereabouts. Police had no evidence that Clint wanted to hurt Brian, or even that Clint knew where Brian was. So they never pursued him any further. Like once he lawyered up, they were like, "Meh, okay." Wow, that's uh, you, surprising. You, right? You would think that they would push a little further than that, like. Instead of just being like, oh, well, never mind. He had a lawyer that's too hard. Yeah. Well, Eddie Vedder. The musician? Yes, the lead singer of Pearl Jam. Okay. Found out about Brian's case, and he would, like, tell the crowd about it during the show, during his shows, and, you know, be like, hey, he's one of you. He's a big fan. If you guys know anything, contact authorities. So he was actively trying to help solve the case. That's, that's awesome. Yeah, that's that awesome. That is really awesome. In September of 2008, so he went missing in 2006, Randy Schaefer passed away in a freak accident. So his father passed away. During a storm, a tree fell. 
striking him and killing him. That sucks. That is a freak accident. Yeah. Mm -hmm. He passed away no closer to knowing what happened to his son because they literally had nothing. So the theories of what what might have happened to Brian are he was murdered that night, but police, even though police have not ruled out foul play, they say it's extremely unlikely because they found no evidence to support this right they found no video footage of an altercation and there was no sign of forced entry at his apartment and sergeant detective john hurst does not believe that any foul play was involved the second theory is that brian committed suicide they point to the fact that his mom had just passed away he was completely stressed out with schoolwork and he was re- like already tired that night on top of drinking. Detective Hurst, though, also says this theory is unlikely. He said the people who take their own life usually want to be found and they have found nothing. Yeah. Yeah, so they like do it where they're where they're going to be found most of the time he said most of the time people who commit suicide they want their body to be found right okay and they've literally they've they fucking found nothing they have nothing to go on the most believed theory is that brian just left that night to start over they point to the same reasons he could have committed suicide and also his desire to start a band and live somewhere tropical instead of becoming a doctor. Alexis said he had asked her to go away with him a couple weeks before this. And when she said no, he told her to move on and find someone else. See, that was my theory, was that he had uh, the one guy that wouldn't take the polygraph test help him get away. Well, that's what Alexis and Derek think. But in 2019, so we went from 2008 to 2019, a photo surfaced on the internet of a homeless man in Mexico, and lots of people believed it was Brian, which I included it in the source's email. Local authorities got in touch with the FBI and they investigated this lead for four weeks and used advanced facial recognition analysis software. They determined it was not Brian, but a lot of people believe that it is. I mean, I could see it. It kind of does look like him. I could see it, especially you're taking that many years. Yeah, he's aged. Like, just, yeah. But it'd be weird, like, why not contact your... My thing is, like, if you're homeless in Mexico and you look that bad, like, why not try to contact your family? And would he really not come back after his dad passed away? Well, I mean, he he has nothing. Maybe he doesn't even know. I mean, he has a brother. Yeah, but I don't know. Depends on the kind of headspace he's in some people they don't want to be found literally they don't care and they just don't want to be found i mean he could have you know disappeared and just like took a downward spiral and at this point not even really recall anybody from who he was um when he was younger 
So not I'm, to be an ass, but he looks completely drunk. Well, well yeah, in the homeless picture. But yeah. Uh, it still it looks like him. I it mean, does. the but way the FBI the, is saying it's not the way the face is structured looks the same. The nose looks the same. The hair like, color, everything. Overall head shape looks the same. Hair color. The only my thing was is like, why wouldn't you go there and try to ask him, like ask to see his tattoo, or like be like, hey, are you Brian Schaefer? Instead of <clears throat> doing it all digitally with photos. Right. I don't know. Oh. Sure looks like him. It does look like him. Yeah, especially since they could just ask him and if he doesn't want to be found, just be... I mean, maybe they did. And that's why they're saying it's not him. It's I possible mean, that he was like, yeah, don't. I, I'm uh, here. I want to be here. Leave me alone. Exactly. Like, I don't want to be found. You don't know who I am. It's crazy to me, though, that you would have this, like, life of you're going to be a doctor and you have money and you have this very supportive family and you're just like, no, I'm going to go be homeless in Mexico. I was going to say, it sounded like the loss of his mother, though, like, hit him very hard. And like Bobby said, sometimes a life of potential success isn't for everybody. That's not what they want. Well, anyway, Brian is a Caucasian male with light brown hair and hazel eyes. He was 27 years old at the time of his disappearance. He was 5'2", 165. He also has a very... Why did you make that face? Because in the that whole... That man does not look like he's 5'2". No, he looks like he's 5'... Here, I'll... Maybe I wrote me... the height wrong. Please look, because I am 5'2", and I'll get in that position, and I, we will show you that he, that I man is I very mel- It might be 6'2". Cause I was going to say, six that six man is not 5'2", yeah. the homeless guy, at least. Now that I said that out loud, it does seem completely five wrong. 5'2", I'll get in that position on this bed, like on the foot of this bed, and we'll, I'll show you that is not a 5'2 person. You don't have to prove it to us, Shauna. He's 6'2". <laughs> Okay. Yep. That man looks six too. Yeah. Sorry. I hit a five instead of a six. <laughs> He's six <laughs> two. It's like, wait a second. A hundred and sixty-five pounds. He also has a very noticeable black spot on his left iris. And sometimes he wore glasses. That's really rare. Yeah. A black spot on your iris. He was last seen wearing an olive green short-sleeved polo shirt, blue jeans, white Adidas sneakers, and a yellow rubber cancer awareness bracelet. He is classified, actually, as endangered missing. And there is a $100,000 reward for information leading to his whereabouts. Holy shit. If you have any information... You can call the Columbus, Ohio Police Department at 614-645-4545 or Crime Stoppers at 1-877-645-8477. So they really... Like, his family wants to find him. Yeah, but at that price, though, makes it seem as though... I think that is from the family, not from the fbi that reward is like a family put up reward damn all right so 
If you know any information, make sure you're calling that number. And if you like today's episode, let us know. Make sure you're leaving us five stars, leave a review, share with your friends, your family, whoever. And don't forget to subscribe to the Patreon. Get all the bonus episodes. Anyone have any final thoughts? Nope. No. No, I do. It definitely looks like that guy. It really does. It really, really does. And honestly, I feel like if the FBI had found him, he would not still be listed as a missing person. True. Um, That being said, I don't think that they went down there to check. If they just did the image stuff, it could be, you know, inaccurate up to a certain percentage. So maybe it's not him, even though it sure the hell looks like him. It's his doppelganger. Yeah, it does definitely look like him. But I, I hope I hope they do find him. Absolutely. At least for his brother's sake. Like at Yeah, this because point. his brother's alone now. All right. Well, we will see y'all next week. Bye. 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 Bye.